4: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
5: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying, a, a podcast. podcast.
2: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
7: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, March 21st. Was it good for you? Uh, First weekend of the NCAA tournament, always a blast. I feel like the first two rounds were not incredible, and then Sunday night we worked up to this... This moment where it was like, oh my gosh, we're really going to have chaos. And Arizona TCU was an absolute thriller. The game of the weekend. I hope you stayed up late. Ended, geez, last night, uh, if you're on the East Coast, about 12.30 a.m., 12.35. Hope you guys stayed up for it. Uh, It was a thriller. Arizona, listen, first of all, we are going to talk about Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. And Peter King, a lot of people attacking the Browns. People are taking shots at him. I mean, what else is new? We'll do a lot of NFL this week, obviously. Uh, NBA playoffs are approaching. But you guys know me. I'm a hardcore tournament junkie. Um, Bracket-wise, it hasn't been great for me. Gambling-wise, it has not been great for me. But I'm still alive in the Calcutta. We have Gonzaga in Kansas. Kansas, it's wide open for Kansas right now. Uh, Gonzaga had a major scare for Memphis. But I, I quickly want to just talk about the Arizona ending because if you saw, uh, first of all, TCU refused to go away. Just they got these like junkyard dog type players who just scrap for every rebound, Arizona young. And the kid, Ben Matherin, Benedict is what he likes to go. by. Benedict Matherin. Uh, I think he's number zero for Arizona pac 12 player of the year. He's going to be a top five pick. I think I said on this podcast, he reminds me of Victor Oladipo. And he was Unbelievable late Sunday night just hit a three with like 15 seconds left to tie it and then TCU got the ball and they have like you know all, all big 12 point guard in Mike Miles who is going to be in the NBA he could be a late first round pick he's a good player and of course Arizona hard double team to get the ball out of his hands and it looked like they bumped him now maybe he flopped and I didn't even know by the way Rob that there was a flop warning that you could get in college basketball. Chet Holmgren, the toothpick on Gonzaga, got one Saturday night. I, I had never seen a flop warning in the NCAA tournament. At any rate, they decided not to blow the whistle. Miles goes down. It's like, wait a minute, is that backcourt? What's going on? And the, But, of course, there's like four seconds left. Kid on Arizona picks it up, sprints in for the dunk. And it's like they want, you know, the Al McGuire. They won it on the dunk. The Arizona game. Uh, I'm sorry, not Arizona, Houston, five slam ajama in like 1982, 83, somewhere around there. But it looked like for like half a second the Arizona kid won it, but the ref was right on it. It was like, no, it's after. And you could see the replay. The ball was in his hands. But still, the weird part is I don't even know what channel this game was on. TBS, TNT, True T one of those. It was not on CBS, obviously. There was no replay of the the turnover by Miles. And it looked like when they finally showed it that Miles got bumped. And it's like, wait a minute. How is there no foul call there? Obviously, TCU was in the bonus. They would have been shooting. Miles is the money free throw shooter, and Arizona would have been probably eliminated. I'm floored. Just an absolute – swallowed the whistle there. I, I couldn't believe it. TCU obviously would be whining about it. Jamie Dixon, good job coaching And Arizona looks susceptible. Listen, this is, as we talked about, the youngest team in the field. Yeah, they got some superstars. Coloco, the seven-footer, he's going to be a pro. Matherin, obviously, is a pro. Uh, Probably a top-five pick. And, I mean, this team's good. They've got talent. But they're young, and you could see even they went up by nine in the second half. Uh, Matherin threw down the nastiest dunk ever. In the tournament, number one tournament game, number one tournament dunk, he cocked it back like he was in a dunk contest, and just served up a facial on this kid. And the Arizona crowd was just going by. It was one of those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I just woke up my family. Oops. Uh, and Matherin took over. I, I don't really know what to say, Rob. Other than Arizona looks extremely susceptible right now. I don't. I don't think. You know, they're gonna they play Houston next, and if you guys have seen Houston. They are similar to TCU, and they've got the junkyard dog mentality. They will crash the glass. They're not as good offensively. They don't have a dynamic player like Miles, but I do believe Houston will give Arizona a lot of problems.
8: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't come away feeling down in Arizona at all. You know, I have Arizona making the championship game. I don't have them winning, but I had them making it from before the tournament started. And I, I thought they were the best team coming into this tournament Either way, they've been playing the best basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, you know, it's not unusual at all. I feel like it's almost commonplace for the eventual champion to kind of get a scare early on, to 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 have to do something that you wouldn't expect them to have to do to 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 win when they don't have their best inform their best game. You know, Gonzaga is tied with what was it, eight minutes left in the game against the, a yeah. sixteen seed. You know, ah, like the, like y- you need these moments because number one, it's going to make you tougher for the rest of the tournament because none of these games are going to be easy. And number two, you have to be able to show when things get tight, your shots aren't falling, you're getting a tight whistle. Everything's working against you. Can you find ways to win? And. I feel like most of the champions that we've had in the last twenty years have all had at least one game where you're like, "Oh no, they're they're done. They're they're not going to win this one. They're not going to win this one." And then they find ways to do it. Next, you know, they're doing the one shining moment. They're cutting down the nets.
7: Yeah, and you know who doesn't uh, have the heart of a champion to fight back and get through it is a fraud like Auburn. (laughs) Oh my gosh, those freaking choke artists! Goodness gracious, what an embarrassment! They got run out of the gym. Run out of the gym. By the Miami Hurricanes. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, that's embarrassing. Obviously, you know, we're not going to dive into, you know, every single game. Sweet 16 shapes up. Listen, there are a couple clunkers. You know, there's some not good matchups there. I will say right out of the gate that I am fascinated by Duke-Texas Tech. If you guys watch Duke, Duke, Duke-Michigan State, man, the kid, Paulo Banchero, I think— I would take him number one in the draft. He is, I mean, borderline unstoppable. Like, Rob, I've been trying to think, like, you know, I like to do the NBA comparisons, right? Because it's an easy frame of reference. Obviously, they're they're difficult to make these comparisons on 18-year-old kids to pros, but I, I've been struggling with Benchero. He's about 6'9, 6'10. He's about 245, 250. He's a load on the block. He can shoot the three. He's a good passer. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go overboard. Do not put this in the, the the description of the pod, Rob. But I see, and I, I, I again, I'm not going overboard. I do see some LeBron-ish dominant qualities from Banchero. Now, I don't think he's going to be LeBron James, obviously. But a young LeBron was like way bouncier and just unbelievable. But like, you know, Miami LeBron was a little heavier, but still fast as hell. And I'm just telling you, Benchero is dominant one on one. You feel like the only guy that can hold him back and hold him down is Coach K. Because late in that Michigan State game, you know, there's this Duke doesn't play defense. Duke doesn't play defense. Benchero had a block on a guy who beat him. He just recovered, swatted the shit out of it off the backboard. That was a pretty high level game, Duke, Michigan State. And then you watch the other guy who could be the number one pick Saturday night, Chet Holmgrim, kind of get sunned. By some of the guys on uh, Memphis, they got some. They got some dogs on Memphis. Jalen Duran is, is a beast, and the guy who took over that game, Rob. I don't know if you were like me on Saturday night, staying in watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching the NCAA tournament, but Drew Timmy, the guy with the handlebar mustache, who you know, I was almost the player of the year last year. There was like, oh, maybe he goes to the NBA. M- not even close. Uh, he was like not going to get drafted. Apparently. He was doing nothing in the first half, getting pushed around by Memphis, and I swear he scored like twenty-five points in the second half, and while Chet Holmgren did like nothing. So I like Holmgren. He's seven-one. I think he weighs about what I do, but like one seventy-five, one eighty. Um, I'm not seven-one or close to it. And I I, I I like the potential for him. No, I don't think he's going to be Kevin Durant, but you can see why people say, you know, he's got a good stroke. He can't really make a lot of threes, but the stroke is there. I think I would go Paolo over over Chet. Are you were you impressed with him or no?
8: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a a comparison for Paolo that this is going to sound like an insult, but I I don't mean it this way. And okay. I I know the, the reason why. I Love
7: when you lead with that. It's going to sound uh, like an insult.
8: He reminds me that's the college version at least of a bouncier Derrick Williams from Arizona back in mm. the day. Now Derrick Williams in college was a monster. Was His problem was when he got to the NBA, he didn't have a position. He wasn't yeah. athletic enough to to play small forward and he wasn't quite tall enough to play power forward. Mm-hmm. And at that time of of the NBA, you had six eleven, seven foot power forwards on the block, and he was just getting abused. Yeah.
7: And today he still went top five. Right? He went
8: number two. Number two. He over. went number two. Uh in today's NBA, everybody's six eight to six ten. There's no there's no dominant bigs outside of Jokic and yeah. Embiid. You know, like he can be a, a stretch four power forward who can switch out onto the wings, and I think he's going to blossom at the next level wherever he goes. For my money, I would still go with Chet Holmgren. I think that his skills are so high level that once his body catches up to him, he's going to be a monster. Um, not quite Anthony Davis level because he has those kind of skills like in college. Anthony Davis, very thin yeah. as well. Great defender, great rim protector. Yeah, the shot but, blocking. But, yeah, but AD, uh, even in college, was had to be at least 20, 30 pounds heavier than what Chet Holmgren is now.
2: And that's oh, the yeah. difference.
8: So once his body grows in, you'll see a, a, a lights-out Hall of Fame quality power forward in the NBA.
7: I think by far the weakest Sweet 16 game, Iowa State, which is like unwatchable against Miami. Iowa State is one of three teams that made the Sweet 16 and they didn't even score 60 points in the second round game like those it's Iowa State Texas Tech and Arkansas by the way Arkansas will have no chance against Gonzaga they have the guards to hang for a little but they have no size um I am curious where you are on your UCLA Bruins who will face North Carolina which you know led Baylor by 25 choked it away and survived in overtime but UCLA I think their best player not their best score their best player uh Uh, I don't want to butcher his name. Is it Jaime Jaquez? Jaquez. Is that right? Jaquez. 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 I just call him Triple J. At any rate, he's their best player, Rob. I mean, the guy is on the block. He's their best offensive rebounder. I think he's second in assists. The offense, like, road flows through him. You trust him with the ball. I know Juzang's a better scorer and Tiger's the point guard, but I I think if he's not able to come back, I don't know if they get by. I don't think they get by UCLA. Or, Or UNC, sorry.
8: You know I told you, number one, that not to be worried about St. Mary's. That UCLA was yes, not going to shoot right. as poorly Spot as they on. did in the opening round, and they didn't. Um, my concern about Hakez is he's like six seven on a good day. Like he's not big, and they play him by power forward. That UNC front line. Number one, they just look taller. But number two, they're they're springy. They're they're not. It's a lot different than what he saw against St. Mary's. So I think this is going to be one of those games. That I think it's going to be the game of the weekend. It's going to be the one that's going to be the most mm. hotly contested uh, because they're so different. The way that each team is built and the way they play. Uh, this is going to be a Tiger Campbell game. this oh, is, is going to be one.
7: No pressure on Tiger. Th-
8: look, he's the two-time All Pac-12 first-team point guard. He's not tall, he's not flashy, he's not explosive, but he's a fantastic floor general for college basketball. And if UCLA is going to win this game, it's going to be because that they're making smart and executing well, smart decision, executing well in the half court. They're not going to be able to outrun UNC. So I think if UCLA is going to win this game, it's going to be because of their diminutive point guard with the big hair not because of Heinicke is.
7: Now they if they do advance, um they'll have to face the winner of Purdue St. Peter St. Peter's the 15 seed is there. Uh Purdue is is dangerous. Um they can beat you multiple mm. ways cuz they got the 7 foot 4 kid from Canada and it was pretty clear that Texas was going to be a load for him. Uh just the quickness and the ac- activity inside so they went to Williams and Williams was awesome. Uh, He was an All-American last year, and now he's coming off the bench because of the big seven-foot-four kid. Williams was tremendous.
3: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
9: Hi, checking in for...
3: Or the perfect table.
9: Hey, where are you? Coming!
3: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
10: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rob,
7: I know you don't want to get into controversy, but did you see the free throw discrepancy
8: in Purdue, Texas? Purdue attempted 46 free throws. Texas, I believe, 14. Yeah, I mean... That was the theme all weekend though, wasn't it right? You opened it up talking about Arizona and that non call there at the and end call. of regulation. Yeah, I hate to make
7: it about the refs. But, I know, but you know.
8: Th- that seemed to be the theme in at least half of the games that I watched over the weekend. You know, I was on Twitter during the the Baylor uh comeback against UNC that we just talked about. I had stopped watching the game because, you know, Baylor was getting yeah. smacked. And then there's this flagrant two call, which seemed like a phantom call, shouldn't have happened. And next thing you know, my tweet, my Twitter feed is blowing up. Like, this is the worst officiating I've ever seen. This is embarrassing. The NCAA needs to get this right. And that only seemed to get worse as each game went further along into the weekend. You know, every other game there was a, lo- a lot of groundswell, especially on social media, saying that the officiating has been terrible. They're not, like, I'm not saying that somebody's being paid off, but somebody's being paid off, kind of thing. Like that's exactly what we were getting on Twitter and. I didn't watch enough of that game to say the, uh, the Purdue Texas game to say whether or not that was the case, but I did sense that that was a theme across most of those games that, that the the officiating was terrible.
7: I saw Jay Billis went after those guys, Um, which is understandable. And I would have too, if I was uh, watching, I was watching a lot of that on my phone. Listen, I will say, I know you guys really want me to rip the Browns for Deshaun Watson. P.S. That's not happening. Um, It was one of those weekends where I had to watch some of the games on my phone. And I will give a shout-out to the March Madness On Demand app. If you guys have that app, it's free. You just get it. You can watch any of the games for free. I mean, it's super easy. Like It's really – they made it super easy. So I got to give them a shout-out. My son had a basketball game, and then my daughter had a soccer game. So I'm like – you know, watching and watching the game. And then I had to drive them to a birthday party. And yes, I plugged the phone into my car and I hooked up the Bluetooth. Now I'm not watching the game, but I'm listening to it. I made the kids listen to the game as I had to drive them because I'm not missing this stuff, guys. I'm sorry. And yes, when I came to a stop, I checked the scores of the other games. If one was closer, I would switch to that game and listen to that one. That's how dedicated I am. And now, now I will just say, I was jonesing for hoops because I skipped Thursday to watch the tournament. And I decided some of the guys were going to play Sunday. So we went up Sunday morning. I'm like, listen, we got to get in early. You know, the game start at 9. I know we tip off at 8-ish. Eight, oh, I'm sorry, we tip off around 9. So um, if we get in two games, great. So, of course, you know, I don't want to don't wanna flex or anything, but your boy had a great first game. And um, we played this uh, really good team. I had an attempt game winner. Came up short, our center rebounds it, puts it in, kind of like the Arizona finish, except Coloco dunked the rebound back. Um, And then it was one of those weird things. Like I was thinking about all the crap I had to do, AKA take my kids to soccer games uh, and then take my daughter to a basketball game, all that crap. And then the next two games, next two or three games, I forget, I shot very poorly, missed a million shots. uh, And it felt awful. And, you know, I'll blame it on Rob that I was thinking about the NCAA tournament and trying to be a bit of a hero, you know, just jacking shots. And I think I probably missed like 11 shots in a row. Not a big Jeez. deal. Um, you know, we won, a, we won a couple more games. And then our last one, we had no legs and we left. And I, it was fine because I had to go anyway. Um, you know that, that ah, who cares? Eh, good win. But I had to go anyway. I was leaving. Um, and then I came and watched the games and, you know, kids had soccer. I will say this. The coolest youth sports moment, Rob. 30 seconds before we get to Watson. Coolest youth sports moment of the weekend. So my son's on a fifth, sixth grade soccer team. And I had heard I missed the game last weekend. And I heard they're really good. So I show up, I'm watching. And this one kid is obviously very good. Sixth grader, you know, just dynamic. Score. Other team scored. This kid scores. Our team has a corner kick. So this kid kicks it. They knock it out of bounds. The superstar guy goes to the coach, comes over. Coach, let me take it. I can score. And he goes, okay, okay, take it. Rob, the kid bends a blast from the corner. The goalie cannot save it. It goes off his hands and in. And I had never seen a sixth grader say, let me take it. I got, I'll score. And he scored. And then he got another goal later for the hat trick and they win. And I was just like, who is this guy? Um, I, I don't know. Sixth grade soccer, you guys don't really care. At any rate, let's move on. <laughs> By the way, um, Calcutta update. Uh, Gonzaga looking good at fifty four thousand. Kansas looking great at twenty nine thousand. And um, I, my buddies who listen, one guy has Purdue, um, which, which has some value, and they have Purdue and Michigan. By the way, we didn't talk Michigan Villanova. Rob,
8: any lean there? Oh, I'm leaning Villanova. Yeah,
7: I kind of, I kind of think Villanova too. But the big seven footer, I don't know how they're going to handle uh, Dickinson. He's very good. He's skilled. Uh, Michigan's a problem. I would not rule out Michigan going to the Final Four in that bracket. Arizona, I think, is going to struggle with Houston probably win, and then Villanova-Michigan feels like a toss-up.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. He is. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: Let's get to the NFL and a colossal story that dropped, I guess, like late Friday afternoon. I don't remember the exact timing, but Deshaun Watson had ruled out the Browns on Thursday and said he was down to the Falcons or Saints. And then something changed. And I think what the something pretty obviously is, is the Cleveland Browns were willing to go somewhere that they had not been willing to go before. And that is, they were willing to guarantee his entire contract. Apparently... Rob and check me if it's wrong. That had never been done before. And the Browns said, we'll guarantee your entire
8: contract. All of it. I think 260 mil. Is that the number? 230 mil. 230 And it's the first time it's ever happened. Like as a uh, tr- trade kind of thing. Cause Kirk cousins okay. has gotten nothing but guarantee contracts. Right, right, right. You know, for the last like five years. So
7: Watson, who
8: did not play last
7: year, is going to go to Cleveland, from Houston to Cleveland. They lose Landry. They lose Odell. But they add Amari Cooper. And Deshaun Watson has chosen Cleveland. Like, let that sink in. Joe Kim Noah, wherever you are, nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Well, he just decided, I want to go to Cleveland. Now, it obviously is because of the money. And you see all these people coming out saying the Browns sold their soul. They ruined the future quarterback market. What is Lamar Jackson going to get now? Folks, uh, again, I think we're overreacting just a little to the guaranteed money aspect. Remember, the Cleveland Browns were supremely desperate. They've never had a franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield was not a franchise quarterback. Johnny Manziel was not a franchise quarterback. Now, Bernie Kosar was, was a good quarterback, but I think instantly Deshaun Watson is the greatest quarterback in Browns franchise history, and he hasn't even played a snap. Now, I, I, I agree that some people are going to be outraged, and when I say some, it is a, a, a vocal minority, right? It's a couple people who are going to be, how could the Browns give all this money to a guy, 22 cases, blah, blah, blah. Like It's easy. Sports are a business. Businesses are desperate. I will remind you guys: the owner of the Browns, Jimmy Haslam, his company had to pay a ninety-two million dollar fine for fraud to avoid perse- uh, prosecution by the government. Ninety-two mil. His company totally just withheld like fifty-eight million dollars uh, from customers in rebates and discounts. Like basically, they cheated their customers. And then the IRS and the FBI came after him, and they're like, oh, we'll just give you $92 million and we'll call it a day. And that's what happened. And this guy runs the Browns. Are you really surprised at the moral decisions he's making? But moral is the key word here. Because I saw somebody, uh, Judy Batista, NFL Network, I I know her a little bit. I I think I interviewed her way back in the day at the big league. Wrote a column, like, and basically was saying, like, we can't use the NFL as our uh, moral. Uh, arbiter, you know, like y- you can't say that your local NFL team, Hey, look up to them as the moral authority. Well, my question would be when the hell and why the hell would you ever do that anyway? We're looking to professional athletes who are like 25. It's having like the morals that we should look up to multimillionaires, guys who are handed millions of dollars, or are we really leading on the billionaire owners as the moral authority? Really? No, I think that is silly. And if you are, if you, the listener or your friends or whoever is, you know, making moral decisions based on your football team, then you have lots of problems. I'm sorry. You've got lots of problems. Like, where are you supposed to get your morals? Uh, You know, I guess if you're a kid, you get them from your parents. Hopefully you got good parents, uh, maybe your grandparents, uh, perhaps a teacher. Uh, If you go to church, you know, like think about how. For most of time, where we got our morals from our community. Now, we had small, tight-knit communities. If you guys have ever read the book Tribe by Sebastian Younger, I heard about it on the Rogan podcast, and I went and read it. It's a great book. And the problem in America now is we don't have these small, tight-knit communities anymore. Who are we all leaning on for decision-making and morals? It should not be athletes. It certainly should not be the internet or social media, but this idea that oh how could the Browns do like come on this is a business. Do you think in four years if the Browns won a Super Bowl anybody's going to say I can't believe they did that? Really, how many fans in Cleveland are going to boycott the Browns because of Deshaun Watson's legal problems? Oh, and by the way, no criminal charges. I would bring up Kobe Bryant, but I don't want to really get into a discussion about that. Like this idea that Lakers fans quit because of Kobe situation, or you could go down the list for any athlete. Like, no, I, no fans are going to bail on the Browns. Yeah. They're going to say, Oh, that sucks. That's I I don't, I don't really like that move. And then you know what week one rolls around and if Watson's starting and there's a chance he might not be, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. They're going to be cheering. Nobody's going to be booing Deshaun Watson. You're just not, that's not going to happen in Cleveland. They are thrilled that they have a franchise quarterback. And, oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback. He proved that for many years in Houston, carrying a shit franchise on his back to the playoffs. So this idea that Browns fans, oh, they're, they're going to quit watching the Browns. Just, no. You think there's a lot going on in Ohio? The passion of Browns fans is he's going to bail because of Deshaun Watson? Now, speaking of his legal trouble. And people will not like this, but the sh- the agent that he has structured his deal so he's only making one million dollars this year. Why one million? Well, if he gets suspended, two games, four, six, eight, whatever number, that's what he'll have to pay out of his game fines. Well, guess what? If he had gotten thirty-five million this year in his contract or forty, he would have been on the hook for a lot of money. Now, because it's one million. It's palatable. now that I can see people really ticked about. I understand. I get it. you're upset, but I'm sorry this you know this is a pretty savvy move by the agent. Is it a is it a, like a nice thing to do knowing a suspension could be coming? I'm not saying it's definitely coming. I think most people think it is coming, but like it's just he's saving his his uh, client money. How many how many superstar athletes around the NFL are making a call to Watson's agent to see, hey, you want to get in business together because of this deal he pulled off? He got his quarterback coming off a one-year suspension or a one-year sitting out of football, the richest quarterback guaranteed money contract ever. Rob, well, I,
8: I don't know. Uh, am I going in too much on the moral crowd here? No, I mean, look, it's been clear, and if you're – Refusing to acknowledge it at this point, this is your fault, but it's been clear for years now that the NFL will tolerate damn near anything. If your talent is worth it. Okay. Antonio Brown has been in multiple situations off the field up until probably this next season. It's going to be the first time it's ever impacted whether or not he can get a job. Okay. You know, uh, Randy Gregory just got a fat contract with the Broncos. And I believe he was suspended like four or five consecutive seasons, like parts of consecutive seasons oh, yeah. for, for various issues. They don't care, all right? The only person who, who seems to have cotton flack for whatever he did and the one that stuck with him is Colin Kaepernick, and the reason being is because he was no longer a top 10 quarterback in football. If Aaron Rodgers had been the guy who knelt, knelt during the anthem, I promise you he would have never missed a game. And Deshaun Watson, say what you want about his off-the-field stuff. He is an elite quarterback. He is a franchise quarterback. So teams are going to look past damn near anything with him. I want to stick to one thing that you said there right at the end, though. Because to me, I thought that was the biggest deal. Is he came off of one year not playing. He's got 22 civil cases hanging over his head for sexual assault allegations. Not only did he dictate where he wanted to go, he got the richest contract in NFL history in terms of guaranteed money. Not by like a million, not by like five million, by $80 million. His guaranteed contract is $80 million more than any other player in NFL history. Decent chunk of change, huh? You know what? This is going to sound funny but you need to have a round of applause for Deshaun Watson because discount whatever he did or didn't do allegedly. When NFL players have leverage, when they have something that they can hold against another team, in this case, he held it against like five teams and they actually use it, that's something that needs to be commended because the NFL is a league where they'll cut you, they'll sign you today and cut you a week from now because they don't want to pay out your guaranteed money. They'll find every single way under the sun, every single excuse to make sure that you're not affecting their bottom line. All right, people say the salary cap, hey, you know, um, we can't sign this guy. We got to restructure because our cap issues. Have you seen what's been happening in New Orleans? They went from like $60 million over to suddenly having enough space to fit into Sean Watson had he chose them.
7: Well, yeah, by the way, I did see that as soon as Watson picked elsewhere, uh, what's his name? Armstead is now the, the offense. Is he left tackle? Left tackle, yep. Left tackle, yeah. He, he's kind of a big deal <laughs> to the Saints offensive line. Sounds like he's shopping around for the biggest offer he can get it. Miami Dolphins
8: or something yes, there. Yes, the Dolphins. But it's just like mm-hmm. hat, more people, quarterbacks especially, need to take advantage when they can. It's reason why I know you disagree with me before, why I was so upset with Patrick Mahomes when he took that 12 year, $400 million contract, which only had like 10% of it guaranteed, because if there was ever a time for a guy to get a fully guaranteed deal, it was him. He was off to arguably the greatest star in NFL history. So for Deshaun Watson, recognizing the situation that he's in, recognizing that there's more than one suitor, recognizing his age and his potential. To cash in the way he did is something that more NFL players need to do. I don't think more guys are going to do it actually because they're all afraid of what might come if they hold teams over a barrel like this, but it's something that I wish more players would do when they have the opportunity.
7: Yeah, um, and I again, I think you guys are underestimating the desperation of the Cleveland Browns to find a quarterback. You guys do realize – If you don't have a quarterback, your odds of going anywhere are, like, good luck. Look at the last two offseasons. Brady goes to the Bucs, who did not have a quarterback. They win the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford goes to the Rams, who eh, they had a quarterback in golf, but he wasn't very good. They go to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, Joe Burrow, it goes from, you know, being, like, the number one pick to, oh, my gosh, this guy's really good, and the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, like— yeah, I am I'm not I'm not surprised at all that the Bengals had to uh, the Browns had to go out and you know sell their soul or whatever you guys want to say. Like this team, this franchise has been a punchline for 40 years. Like people just the franchise that fired Bill Belichick, drafted Johnny Manziel. They went winless a few years ago. The the record for Haslam, since he got since he bought the team in looks like middle midway through 2012. 44 and 94. Like guys <laughs> this is a bad franchise, so yeah, they're gonna overpay, do whatever it takes to get a, a, a really good quarterback in the in, in the uh, in the locker room. Now, I did see the quote where anonymously Haslam is saying, "It's time we need to get an adult in there," you know, alluding to Baker Mayfield not being an adult. I'll just point out that um, Deshaun Watson had twenty-two civil cases pending. 22. What, what, he's an adult getting massages from every woman under the sun that he fi- that he meets on Instagram? Like, come on. This, this idea, like, Haslam is a bit of a screwball. Like, I, I don't know that that's someone that you want to work with or who eventually could end up taking you anywhere. But Deshaun Watson is. So Watson goes from the jack-awful situation in Houston, to now the Cleveland Browns, which, you know, the factory of sadness is the name of their stadium. Like, it has been a clown show over there forever. Now, I like Stefanski. Everybody does. He got a great offensive line, Amari Cooper. I think you need to either build through the draft, and by the way, what did they give up for Watson? One pick in this year's draft. That's it. There are future picks, but just one in this draft. So they're able to go out and get a couple guys. I mean... I don't know, I think the Browns are pretty good. Here's the weird thing, Rob. And we, I guess we should save it for next week. We're going long here on a Monday, but when you look at the quarterbacks and the best teams in the league, it's like all AFC. You remove Brady and Rogers, two guys who are you know 37 plus. Who's the best young quarterback in the NFC? and I'll quickly buzz just for your enjoyment. I'll quickly buzz through the teams. Washington has Carson Wentz. <laughs> he's obviously not one of the good young quarterbacks in the league. The New York Giants have Daniel Jones. I don't need to say anything. Uh, Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Obviously still no need to say anything. He's not a great young quarterback. Uh, Dallas Cowboys have Dak. What are we saying on Dak? He's he's under 35, that's for sure. Is he great? No. Was he very good? Yeah. Good. Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Justin Fields, I don't think he's a great young quarterback. We'll see. Maybe there's something there. Goff with the Lions. Saints, to my knowledge, as of right now, they don't have a starting quarterback. Falcons have Matt Ryan. He's not good or young. Carolina has Sam Darnold. I'm sorry, Sam. And then you have Kyler Murray. And Trey Lance, we don't know. Seahawks. I don't—they might end up with Baker Mayfield, but basically one good young quarterback under the age of 30 in the NFC. That's it. Kyler Murray. Now, if you go over to the AFC, well, you got Josh Allen. Uh, Mac Jones was the rookie of the year. I don't know. Zach Wilson, I'm just going to toss him in there because. (laughs) Uh, To a tongue of Iloa, nothing. Joe Burrow, yes. Steelers, no thanks. Mitch— Uh, Trubisky no Uh, Browns have The aforementioned Deshaun Watson Baltimore Ravens have Lamar yes He's won an MVP Ryan Tannehill eh. Colts
8: Who are the Colts Who do you think The Colts end up getting Not Baker Mayfield Definitely not. I, I I can't see them going from one game manager, Carson Wentz, to another game manager, Baker Mayfield, Man. who is less physically talented. I just don't see that happening. It's not a lot of great options out there.
7: Um, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, we think he'll be great. He hasn't been great yet. Houston, I, I don't, what are they doing in quarterback? I have no idea. Davis Mills? Basically, they're going to try to tank, you would assume. And then the AFC West. Mahomes, Carr, Herbert. Russell Wilson. Like, I mean, when you stack them up to next to each other, it is just unbelievable how just rigorous that AFC West is going to be. Now, the, all the teams were pretty good this year. Three of them had a positive point differential except for Rob's Raiders and the Raiders <laughs> went out and made a pretty damn good move. Um, or two. I don't know. If, can I say two? At least was two. There a second, Chandler was Jones. There a sec-
8: Chandler Jones counts.
7: Yeah, you're right. Chandler Jones is very good. Um, so like, I, I just I don't know what right now the NFC does um to, to get better quarterbacks. They'll be drafting some at the top and you know, we, we shall see, but like I, I Giants really need to figure it out. I mean, Kyler Murray's your best young quarterback in the league. By the way, Kyler Murray's gotta be thrilled that in a ten day span, Russell Wilson got traded, and then Tom Brady came back, and then Deshaun Watson got traded. Like, nobody even remembers that Kyler Murray is in a spat with his front office and owner. That's, like, long gone. I thought
8: you were going to say he has to be thrilled because of that contract. Because you know that he's going to be looking for a fully guaranteed deal, too, now.
7: Oh, man. I don't know. You know, Can the guy win a playoff game first? You know, Deshaun Watson, he won a lot of games. He got to the playoffs in Houston a bunch. I think they got to the AFC title game, did they? Yeah, they
8: promptly blew, like, a 20-point lead, right?
7: That's right. They were yeah big early, and then they got smashed by Mahomes. Guys, I I
8: can't hate. I can't be one of these guys who's
7: just going to hate Cleveland because they went out and got Deshaun Watson. This is a business. If it's going to hurt your bottom line, I don't think you want to do it. I think they made a calculated risk that this is not going to hurt their bottom line. Now, what if more stuff comes out? Well, it's then you got you got new information. You got to reassess, right? I mean. Nothing has come out in the last, I don't know, eight months, right? So we're still stuck with, like, you know, the the stories we've read before. And They're obviously very bad stories, not a good look for Deshaun Watson. I've t- told the story many times on here that I get regular massages every two weeks from the same lady who uh, came referred to highly. I've referred multiple friends to it. My wife's gone to her. Like, that's how you find a good masseuse. Not like, hey... This Instagram profile is popping. Dude, you give massages? Oh, I'll fly you in town. Like, come on. Like, something clearly went down, and it, it just doesn't appear great. Right. By the way, I think Deshaun Watson did get engaged. Is that accurate? Yes.
8: yes. By the way, can I, I know we're up against it, can I sneak in this one hot take for you about Deshaun yeah, Watson? Yeah, fine. The Browns will not make the playoffs next season.
7: I don't think that's that hot. They're not the best team in the division, right? No. Well, well, not like just that, but I, I,
8: I totally 1,000% believe he's going to get suspended at least eight games. Because the NFL, it's not like they need a, a, a criminal charges to stick. They don't need any of that. Like we've, What about
7: this? Is this hotter? Because it's so widely known that he's only getting $1 million this year, does the NFL throw the book at him and give him 10 games or something obscene? Without saying that, of course. But, oh, you want to work around the fine? Well, bleep you, Deshaun Watson. You got 10 games. And then that pick that conveys to Houston – I mean, if Deshaun's out eight or ten games, they're not making the playoffs. That pick that goes to Houston would then be a top fifteen pick, top ten pick, maybe, as opposed to whatever it is now this year, which is not great. I don't know where the Browns are drafting, but yeah, that's I, I spicy.
8: Know. That's a good take. I like that. I, I mean, is that too spicy? No, I mean, I I would not be surprised if the NFL does something squarely to make up for that one million dollar salary.
7: It, it, and the the mere fact that we're saying this is
8: a little weird because I don't would have been what Rothsberger get for his it was, uh, it was I, like two or four games way back I think he got four but that, again that was one instance he has twenty two I mean like Ezekiel I, got did six Roethlisbergers
7: games. go to go to court
8: yeah but no criminal charges were ever um, filed
7: and he still got four
8: yeah I actually have a list here uh, courtesy of our friend Albert Breer this is my this was from two years ago the list of players who were suspended by the league despite not ever being arrested or charged. Zeke, six games, domestic violence allegations. Big Ben, six games, sexual assault allegations. Jameis, three games, sexual harassment accusation. Kareem Hunt, eight games, assault allegations. Now, the reason why he got eight was because of the video. Uh, Jimmy Smith from the Ravens, four games, domestic violence. And then there were a few guys who were suspended despite having the charges dismissed during pre-trial, like a settlement. So maybe ten's
7: not out of the realm.
8: No, not at all, especially with there's 22 women. I mean, it's weird because he didn't
7: play a game last year. Now, I know people will say, "Well, he still got paid." Fine, he should. Uh if it'll help the cause, you know, hey, if it's going to help reduce my suspension, I'll pay you the back money for time for 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 They're not going to do that cuz he sat month. out on his
8: own. There's no way they're going to make that work.
7: Yeah. I, 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 I'm just I would not put it past his agent given that he was able to finagle the all guaranteed money and um every other wish that he wanted. I wouldn't put anything by this agent, guys. I, I would not be surprised. He deserves even. a raise.
8: That agent, whoever
7: whoever he is. <laughs> of course. All right. Uh I barely survived the weekend. I will talk to you tomorrow. We got a good guest coming up. Talk uh I won't tell you what we're talking. I don't want to spoil it, but um, Obviously, we'll talk a lot of NCAA tournament this week. NBA's getting close to the playoffs. Lakers officially in 10th in the West. 10th. Wrap your head around that. Imagine if they lose in the play-in, Rob, to
8: New Orleans.
7: Imagine if they miss the play-in. Miss the play Stop it. Oh, actually, I did see the Spurs. I haven't, you know, seen much of it, but spurs beat the warriors on like a last second putback right yes
8: okay just look at this way next five games lakers are up two and a half games on san antonio at Cavs, home to philly at pelicans at mavs at utah home to pelicans spurs get the blazers and the rockets in four of their next six just saying rockets are bad weird things have happened
7: could could this team go two and six lakers two and five in that stretch
8: they absolutely could go 2-5 and five in that stretch. Have you seen them play?
7: They'll probably hold on to first if they go 2-5. They just can't go 0-6. Can't we'll, lose every game. We'll see. Uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind
0: fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.